We become a family in the airline. Every airline that I've been with, you become a very close-knit. It's a very, very small industry. Um, and every airline, it's very, it's such a small, so you become a family and you start, so when you see that dissipate, you see that broken apart, it, it's it's very sad. You, you go through quite a morning. First, you, you're dealing with the, the reality. Now you've lost your, your job and now you have, you've also lost your family, your aviation family. Yeah. Now it's a very difficult situation to go in. Today, I'm talking to Joanne Jordan, who is an airline pilot with Suf Air in South Africa. Hi, Joanne. Hi. How are you? Fine, and you? I'm fine, thank you. It's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. Yes, you too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure. And um, congratulations again on your um, on finishing your check ride uh, successfully for the Boeing. Yes, thank you. <laughs> it's a nice relief. <laughs> Tell me, uh, was this now something that you um, have worked for in the in the past year or so? Because now with the COVID, was this sort of jeopardizing your your um, progress that you're making? It, it definitely had a factor. Um, I was uh, going through a retrenchment for my former airline, and so we were on the ground for two years. And um, you know, you're not flying fit anymore. Um, I ended up uh, flying, the, ended off flying um, on the a Airbus A320 on the domestic fleet. And um, I hadn't flown the Boeing 737, uh, it was four years ago. So when I joined uh, FlySafe, um, they've only got a Boeing 737 fleet. So it is on my license, um, but I had to now go through, redo all the uh, tests and everything again. So redo the simulator, redo all the soft courses, and then get online, you do a route check, um, 24 sectors. So a sector is like from Cape Town to Joburg is a sector, and you need to do 24 days with an instructor. Just to make wow. sure you brush out all the cobwebs. And because we haven't flown for two years and with COVID, you you, you sort of lose it a little bit. You um, are not as sharp as you used to be. And so it, it takes a little bit longer to to brush up, to get that, that, that skill net um, polished again. Yeah, because this is something that we don't realize, and that is that you work on that uh, time on these time frames, isn't it? You you work um, uh, to get your hours, and then you go to a, a next level. Almost, I don't know what yes. the terminology is that you use, but um, but then again, then like you say, that for for many people, that must have halted, you know, this progression almost. So COVID, COVID mm. has definitely hit the aviation industry. Um, it's uh, it's really affected all the pilots, and um, it's the second time in the history of um, aviation where pilots were not necessarily needed anymore. Uh, the first time was after World War II, uh, and now it's a success. And World War II is finished, and the pilots are no longer needed. So they went from heroes to staying in the queue, trying to just get any type of job possible. Mm -hmm. And this is now the second time with COVID where we were also, the, the, the air was shut down. Um, there were very few vaccine flights and a handful of pilots that needed to be used. And the rest of us were like, what are we going to do? When is this going to end? So it was like an indefinite delay of when are we going to go back? And then you start looking at other options and 
that you try and keep your license current so that when the industry comes back, you are ready to go. Yeah. But this is something that I think uh, also people don't uh, think about. And this is that your careers are span over a very long time. It's not something that you fall, just fall into and fall out of. Um, And and this is why I think it's uh, it it has not just an effect on the industry itself, but uh, effect on the on the pilots, on the people in the industry. Yes, um, absolutely. You've got it spot on. I mean, I've been flying for twenty three years, and from the start to getting into an airline, like a proper fully fledged airline, it takes anything between four and six years. And you, it's all about hour building. Um, so you get a logbook and you, every single hour that you log. Um, so the, the airlines look at you and how many hours have you got? And what type of aircraft have you got? Have you got a piston aircraft? Have you got a jet aircraft? And the bigger, the better, because then the more experienced, that shows the more experienced you are. And to build up that experience takes time. And... So what's happened now as well with COVID, um, with an airline in the aviation industry, when you're with an airline, you start you know, at the bottom of the ladder and you work your way up and your seniority. Everything's about seniority. Um, so they don't just take somebody in and put them straight in. It's a, it's a progression before you become a captain. And when the airline shut down and it was a, this big pause on the industry now guys need to start looking at other industries and other airlines if there's possibility and what happens is your seniority so you could have been a captain very high seniority to your airline you've been let go or, or whatever you know and you go somewhere else you start right at the bottom again and you have to work yourself which takes years and years and years of uh, building up again to get back to that level that you were at so a lot of us have, have lost quite a bit through this covid and um, also that, uh, you know, this is, uh, it's not a cheap uh, training. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's not cheap at all. Um, yeah, so, but how did you, how did you start flying? I mean, what was the, uh, I want to ask now as a, uh, did you, um, was it something as a little girl mm-hmm. that you, that fascinated you? What made you go into aviation? Um Actually, at the age of 14, my brother, he was the one that wanted to fly. I wanted to go into hotel management. Mm-hmm. And the one day we went to Vornaboom Airport in Pretoria, and he wanted to go up for an introduction flight, which is a great way just to, it's a 30-minute flip just to see if you want to fly, if this is what you want to do. It gives you the feeling of this is what, what you want to do. And the instructor, as they were walking to the aircraft, he looks at me and says, come and join us. I said, no, I'm going to have tea with my mom. No, 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 come, come. So eventually I struggled behind I sat in the back and during the flight he made a swap and I could get control of the aircraft and I came back and I landed and I said mommy this is what I want to do this is fantastic (laughs) and my brother um we both swapped so I I went into aviation I love it and he went into hotel management and he is perfect for that can you believe it (laughs) And I've been flying. I started immediately. I went to uh, Rand Airport and we were like, okay, how do we do this? What do we do? What are the career paths? And um, so I started with my PPL. But as you said, it's very expensive. So my mom was a single mom. We couldn't afford it. So so we went to the next option. We wanted to do it privately, but the next option is go find a sponsorship. 
program. So I went into a sponsorship I founded through um, South African Airways and they had a cadet pilot group. Um, so I went through the selection process and after about three months, six and a half thousand applicants later, they um, chose 13 of us and we became SA group 16. Yeah. Yeah. So they, amazing. Uh, and and how amazing. many girls? How many girls were in that group? There were four in my group, so that was okay. it was pretty impressive. They were yeah. trying to get the ladies into the groups mm -hmm. because this is also something that's that's really um, it, it's the same with conductors. You always assume a conductor would be a male, and and it's yes. I think this is a career where where you where we're so used to it being a male pilot you know yes. so is it was it in in the time that you started flying was it already then look i grew up in this in the 60s so uh, then it wasn't as common but but was it in your time when you started training was it quite common for girls to have this interest um it, it wasn't. It was starting to get more in South Africa, especially, um, but there, it was starting to grow. Yes, I did see a, a massive improvement when we got to 43 Air School, which is in Port Alfred. There were a lot more girls than I expected to see there. And the next group, subsequent um, cadet groups afterwards, kept on having more and more girls. So it was it was a nice transformation to see. There aren't a lot of us, uh, to be honest. Um, you know, we started as an aviation in, in, uh, in aviation in 1910, and in 2020, we've only grown. There's only 5% of airline pilot that are women in the world. Um, there are more training out of 13%. There's it's women that are training and becoming student pilots, but uh, we basically about 47 years behind. So we okay. we're still playing catch up. Yeah, but it's it's interesting because what I didn't realize was that um, uh, uh, with the Spitfire and uh, in, in during the war, it was uh, it, women that that did the test flying um, yes. in those years, and and I didn't know that. But but uh, yeah, this is what what their job was or their role was in that time. Yeah, no, oh, they were called the um, WASP. Women um, oh, okay. air service pilots. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, they only they only flew for about um, two years, mm -hmm. and they, it was to relieve the combat pilots to go and fly the combat um, routes. So the women were left to fly, you know, the courier, the um, the courier mm -hmm. aircraft, the cargo, and all that. So they were doing the short shuttle runs. So it was lovely. They allowed the the women to fly, but it was up. For only two years and then they stopped it they said no 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 mm -hmm. they had a lot of a lot of pressure political pressure to say no women are not supposed to be in the air so they shut down that program very quickly mm. but um but so your you said you were then in this um under the sponsorship that you could train was that could you train then until you became a, a commercial pilot so that yes. could you then uh, that was then sponsored for you Yes, so the, the career progression is once you get into the sponsorship program or any sponsorship program, you start um, getting your three licenses. It's your private license, your commercial, and your airline license. So your private license, you need 45 hours 
Um, and that's the basics. That's the start of it. Then you get your commercial pilot license, your CPL, which is about 200 um, hours. And then your airline license is 1,500 hours. So there's a big gap yeah. between your 200 and your airline. So they sent us for two years, um, 18 months at um, 43 Air School to build up up to CPL level, your commercial level. We left there with 250 hours. We did a few extra aerobatic training and um, we did a King Air um, simulator conversion. And then um, as a cadet group, they said we must go to a, call it a feeder airline. So it's a, it's, a, it's a small step before you go. It's like an internship before you get into South African Airways. So that was either SA Airlink or SA Express or Medicross. Those were the three options. You go for the interview. If you pass it, then you get selected. And you, I did about four and a half years at Airlink. And okay. then after that, I went and I got the call from SA. I said, listen, you're ready. You've got your hours. I left there with almost, um, I think it was about 1,800 hours. I had got my airline license. Now I'm ready to go into SA. Okay. And then, yeah. um, so, but are you still with SAA? Because, um, no, unfortunately, I was retrenched. Um, that's why I was on the ground for the last year of the business rescue. Um, unfortunately, have uh, been flying now and I got my job with um, Fly Safair, which is a low cost uh, airline here in South Africa, and I'm flying the Boeing 737. So, um, okay. I'm very, very happy. Um, Cape Town base, and it's a lovely, lovely company. Oh, wow. It's nice to be back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I spoke to Rian van Seil um, a few days ago, uh, who is with Airlink. And okay. uh, and he's also, also based in Cape Town. Very happy there. Very. I don't want to leave. I'd, a lot of guys are going overseas, and I, I, I wish them all the best. But I, I really mm. love South Africa. I want to stay here. So I was very, very blessed to get a, a position at Safair. They're expanding exponentially, so they need quite a few more pilots. So it's good. Oh, I see. Okay. But now, um, uh, what what do you think uh, if, if somebody go, wants to go into the aviation industry, what, what would you say? What should be the key uh, sort of characteristics or, or thing that, that you have to have? That you uh, uh, from your perspective? Uh, well, firstly, there, there's a lot of jobs in, in the aviation industry. So mm -hmm. the first question to, to me to that person would be, oh, what, what particularly, in, what do you want to do in aviation? There are so many positions, not just a pilot. There's not just cabin crew. We, we're talking about there's engineers, there's flight dispatchers, there's air traffic controllers, there's schedulers, there's business managers that are, are, are running a show, maintenance technicians, aircraft refuelers. So my first question would be, well, what do you want to, which position you want to do? And then look at and Google as much as you can or get a mental, what is the career path for that, for that airline? Um, the characteristics will then depend on um, that specific, specific role. But in general, aviation, the, we always call it, it's a bug. Once, you, once you're in it, it bites you and you're in it for life. A lot of us that are in it, we, we normally stay in it for the rest of life. It's just a different environment. You have to be very open-minded, willing to um, be very time conscious, um, very, what you call in Afrikaans, pro-right, <laughs> um, very friendly and um, also be um, very set, um, 
we, we study a lot. We, we go through a lot of tests. You have to be willing to be on your toes, get tested every six months um, and, and be good with people. I mean, this is a, a people industry. We, we work with passengers every single day and you need to be open to traveling a lot. It's very exciting. I mean, we, it's, a, it's a good career to get involved in. But it's not your uh, it's uh, for a um, for a woman, is it? Do you think it's it's more demanding in a sense if you have a family and and that side of things? You know, we we also we always have to think of that as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, our challenges are are quite big. Um, a lot of us we do have that. A lot of women have families, so it is. Uh, I'm just. Um, a generalizing here it's not for everybody but a lot of the women in the industry choose the domestic line what that helps you with is to start you sign on in the morning and you'll be finished in the afternoon at least you'll be home with the kids or with the family or if you've got responsibilities at home you can still run a home quite easily um, this becomes challenging when you do long-haul flying or international flights and yeah. you're away for a couple of days you really need a good family support structure at home um, so you'll see a lot of the ladies they'll be mostly on the domestic routes just to balance family life and that, that's a one of the big biggest challenges we've got um, a lot of um, a lot of the guys that have got discrimination issues and that there's not a lot of policies terms and conditions to our employment needs to be looked at so a lot of ladies are also battling with cultural diversity in different airlines a lot of airlines don't don't have don't allow um women um still really? up until today yeah so that's it, there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of uh, airlines that allow yes it is it's quite <sighs> so there's some airlines I, i'm not allowed to apply for because i'm, I'm a lady and it, that's just one of those things that that's why we're still quite behind in the getting our numbers up yeah mm. yeah um but uh, um, uh, is there discrimination uh, sort of uh, do you have that sense of discrimination where you are now or in South Africa? Do you think it's more uh, acceptable in, in, in the industry itself? In South Africa, um, we've transformed from 1994. That was when we were allowed to get into the airline. Um, okay. And up until now, 2020, that's we we haven't been discriminated against. I, I feel that we the top three airlines in the world or south africa is the top three we've got i think it's india um ireland and south africa is the top um female pilots in the world which has really? got more than five percent five percent of females in that um but i have heard i'm on the uh, falpa a woman um, female pilots working association group um it's a global female pilots association and we're dealing with a lot of issues around the world and i can see that the ladies outside of the industry outside of south africa are battling a lot more than what we are we have really improved it a lot i don't have any issues at safe i never had issues at south african airways i flew with amazing gentlemen they were they were very very nice to me and i had a really good company culture but there, there has been a lot of reports from other that there's masculinity issues. The ladies are trying to fit in. Um, the the guys are taking uh, um, advantage and saying, "Oh, well, you're just you're just a woman," uh, or they're just treating them like one of the guys, and you're just expected to 
get on with it. There's a lot of issues and challenges as being a female in this industry. Yeah. And um, are your uniforms, uh, are they, um, are they, because I'm asking just because I'm a girl. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I ask the female conductors as well, what is the, you know, if it's, if it has that feminine, also that feminine sort of aspect to it, because I mean, you don't want to wear a man's uniform. They have tailored the jacket a little bit. So you've got a little bit of a waist, you know, it's not the stock standard um, airline jacket. Um, uh, we still have to wear a tie. Some airlines, which is nice, they've got the, the a little ep, um, and we don't wear hats. Um, it's just not a, it's, uh, it's not seen in aviation for the ladies to wear to wear hats so that's unfortunate because I want to wear hats but the guys always say oh no you, it's like a flying frisbee you, you know you, it's always you always leave it everywhere um, <laughs> some airlines you can choose which was a nice thing at South African Airways um, you can actually choose if you want to wear a skirt with stockings um, what but difficult like that you are in a in an aircraft so it is a bit tricky to get in and out the aircraft with you know in the oh. cockpit in a Boeing um, the cockpit is quite small so you know if you have a skirt on you have to stretch over the, it becomes a bit logistically yeah. a bit of a challenge so a lot of us have just said you know what I'll go with the pants and it just makes more sense but you will see the ladies on the long haul they'll wear nice skirt long uh, with stockings and they look they look stunning really okay yeah. But that is something else that I spoke to uh, Rian van Sale about also is um, this transition, you know, and this, uh, especially now in this time with the COVID and, and, and some people were sort of asked to go on, on early pension and, and I think many have lost their jobs. Is this something that you think about also or have at the back of your mind? What if I wouldn't be able to fly? Um, that was my first first reaction when we were going through all this. Um, this is my skill. This is my craft. Um, you, a, a lot of guys were fortunate enough to start businesses through SAA, but through a long time, and um, other people in other airlines. I never had anything to fall back on. I never had a degree, and this is it. This is all I do. Um, so you start googling everything to become you know from becoming an electrician to a plumber to i haven't thought about becoming an estate agent or opening up a laundromat you look at all available options because the industry you thought maybe a month or two obviously you know covid it's not wasn't six months it wasn't one year it's still it's we're still having an effects of covid and the impact of it um i looked at studying and i was like well maybe if i get a degree so i looked on and i was very fortunate to get do my um, MBA in operations and project management through this 14 months that I was on the ground. And I was so grateful that at least I've got a degree, I've got something, I've got some really good interviews um, during and afterwards. Um, thankfully, Flysefe called before I got out of the industry. But a lot of us and a lot of my colleagues and former colleagues are either they were very close to retirement, so you they've retired early, we've lost maybe five years of guys that could have flown for another five or ten years and they've just said you know i'm not going to bother we have to do quite a lot of tests they're not going to come back and redo all their tests it's a lot of work it's it's very stressful you're away from home um, i'm just going to get out of it and take early retirement 
So we've lost those guys. A lot of guys have gone under um, a lot of stress. We've um, really lost a few colleagues due to stress and medical issues, and um, they've lost their, their medical licenses. So now they can't fly anymore. A lot of guys just don't want to come back. They said, you know what? I'm going to look for something else. I'm either going to go into another career path or I'm going to open my own business. Or thirdly, what I did, I tried to study. So that's like the other option as well. And then you just, you're playing for time and we've all diverted in these different, these different um, paths and everyone is taken. So we've lost a lot of pilots. We, we actually, we're not seeing it as much in South Africa. But globally, there's a pilot shortage coming, especially now because a lot of pilots, even globally, have taken these different directions and there's a huge shortage coming. But this is, uh, I think it's it's so important that we realize this because I think, you know, we we get on the plane and we get to the other side and it's we, we focused on getting there and, and the plane and, and the tickets, you know, and getting cheap yeah. tickets and getting to... <laughs> but but there's, there's so much behind that 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 we don't realize and if you're talking about shortages now and and also the the industry have taken a financial hit as well um you know there are people not just on holiday but there are people doing business um over the world and and it's so important i mean we 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 really i think we've taken this for granted uh just getting onto a plane yeah. The, the skills um, shortage and because of COVID, and as you said earlier, it's very expensive. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are three options you can get into the aviation. You can do it privately, which is you can pay for it yourself, but it's it, it, it costs a small fortune. It takes very long. Uh, secondly, you can go through the Air Force, if you, but that takes a while, or you get a sponsorship program. So those are your only three options for training. So a lot of people have looked at it a lot of the cadet sponsorship programs have obviously dwindled with COVID. They're not open anymore. They're slowly coming back in, but they're not, you know, obviously the company said, well, we're not going to start that yet. Let's just look after our own crew at the moment. Um, and because everyone has halted that training, the Air Force has halted intakes, um, you're not getting that steady pilots coming through the system, which takes years to build up to airlines. So I, I read the statistics the other day about 20 37, there's going to be a shortage of, I think it was, uh, I had to re look it up. I think it's 790,000 pilots that are going to be short. That's almost 30,000 in Africa alone. I, I had to quickly just look. That's a lot of people. And uh, 2037 is around the corner. That's less than just over 15 years away. And we're looking at about 800,000 pilots that, that are needed. And, you know, this is not something that, like you say now, it's not something that happens in, instantly. It's not something that you train yeah. somebody in three years and suddenly they are, you know, equipped to do a, a good job. It's it's all these years of, of building up and and you actually yeah. in your, you only um, achieve that later on in your life. Uh, that that goal that you have to to become a um, you know commander and and or yes. a captain and uh, it's not something that you just instantly have. No, yeah. no, it takes it takes a long time. And SAA when I joined, um, it they were forecasting for me as a co-pilot to become a captain was anything between ten and twelve years. 
Mm. As the airline expands, um, you know, it will become quicker. By the time I ended it, it was ending up at about 20 years because there was an expansion. But every airline is different. Um, Safi says in five years, I'll become a captain. Um, other airlines are two years. So mm. um, it, it doesn't happen overnight when you see the guy and the captain on the left-hand seat. He, he deserves to be there. He has gone through the ranks. He started at the bottom. And it takes anything between two and 20 years to become a commander. And mm. that takes time to build up. And when you go to another airline, you have to start right at the bottom and work your way up again. Yeah, well, this is uh, this is uh, so admirable what you're doing and that you're so dedicated you. to it. Yeah, I think it's it's Thank something you. that I've noticed also by speaking to pilots that say so dedicated. And what I found so interesting was when I did um, the project over lockdown here in Vienna and I photographed artists in their windows and I actually photographed a few young pilots in their windows and that yeah. pride you know that they all had their little model uh, <laughs> planes out and and it was so exciting and it, and, and that made me really uh, this is why I think you know I really noticed that aviation is really it's the same almost for me the same as when you speak to a musician, you know, it's also something that happened since they were a young age and, you know, it's where they, where they got this idea from and where it's like a passion that grows inside them and, and, and then they dedicate their lives to it. And I think in, in aviation, you get that as well. And even I think, like you say, in, in all the aspects of aviation, you get even I think in on the ground when when there are engineers that are very passionate about yes. what they are doing. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I'm finding that even you know from the baggage handler to the ramp agent to the check-in staff to the dispatcher to the fire controller, um, everyone wants to be there. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not just a job for us. It's we we love it. You know, we you have tough days, but the the better days. The minute you take off, you see that aircraft go. You see the clouds. It just does something to your psyche. You know, we we love going to work. It's 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 a pleasure. Mm. Yeah, I think it's um uh, it it must be something magical about flying. And you know, the whole association. Yeah. That's why you say even the baggage handlers that are. Because when you get at the airport, it, it automatically it's that excitement, even for passengers, you know, this, yes. this idea yeah. I'm flying, you know. Yeah. And we, it's an uh, um, illustration to share with you, which uh, Southwest Airlines actually used. Um, the whole on-time performance it was um, taken from the F1 pit crew. So if you know Formula One, and the yeah. pit crew, and you know, when the when the car comes in, everybody just does their bit and then oh, yeah. goes out. So Southwest Airlines sent um, uh, for three months, and they went to go and observe the pit crew, and just to observe how does it work, how can they push that aircraft back the way if F one team gets mm. the the Ferrari or you know the the, yeah. the um the car to go. And that whole philosophy has now come into the airline to go on time performance. And so you'll see really? when, an aircraft when an aircraft comes in, it's not just us. It's not just a camera crew. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a pit crew of factors getting you um, mm -hmm. on the aircraft in time. And it, it's almost, it's like an art form. 
you know, everyone does their thing. The refueler comes in time, you give them figures, the passengers are boarding, the cleaners are already waiting at the back. And it's this, this um, orchestra of everybody working as a team to get that aircraft turned around on time, pushed back, and then everyone's like, there we go, we push them back in time. Amazing. I'm glad you yeah. called it an orchestra because it <laughs> because it's what it is, you know, everybody plays their part. Yeah. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. But um Jan, tell me now what uh, what are your wishes for the future still? Well, I'm I'm very grateful to be in Safe and um I'm gonna hopefully get my command upgrade very soon within the next five years with the Safe expanding. Um hopefully it might be even sooner. Um, with my MBA that I've just recently graduated in December, um, I'd really like to get involved with some projects in SAFE so that I don't let that degree, I'd like to get it working, you know, in operations and project management with all the new routes that they are going to expand with. I can at least then start looking at that and I'd love to just get involved in management. There aren't a lot of women in management roles in, in airlines itself, so it would be nice to get involved in management, get involved in, still fly, but yeah. use both both skills um, mm -hmm. in, the, in the airline. And stay in South Africa. I, I really hope that I can just stay here and enjoy being in, being in South Africa and flying for South African um, airline, you know, for, for SAFE. Yeah, it's it's um it's a wonderful privilege to be able to be there and have a job that that you enjoy and um and not have to go to you know outside like you say some people have were, were kind of forced to to leave. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 But, because uh, especially for us, if they they aren't a lot of job pilot roles, like you know they they are only a certain amount of airlines in South Africa. So if the jobs are full, they're full. So. You as a pilot, you have no other option to then look abroad, look regional, look at international to try and keep your keep a license going and fly. And then yeah. you just commute up and down. Mm. And yeah, because I heard Com Air is also um, uh, stopped. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes, unfortunately, mm. they've gone through a huge liquidation. Um, many employees were left stranded. So a lot of the airlines here are trying to absorb some of the pilots, but I mean, there's only a certain amount of pilots and employees that you can take. Um, so the rest of them are, again, whichever route they're going, and um, they need to now decide which route they are going to, which path they're going to take. And and uh, as you mentioned before, it's not just the pilot, and it's you know, it's the, all the ground crew, and they all that. It's like the same in in the theater, you know, that we. We see the performers on stage, but it's behind the scenes. It's the makeup artists, it's the costume designers, it's the guys. Absolutely. Who do so it's it's uh, you know when something like that happens, it's not just the the, the pilots that are affected. It's the whole yeah. the whole team. It's the it's a whole family. Uh, you, yeah. We we become a family in the airline. Every airline that I've been with, you become a very close knit. It's a very very small industry. Um, and every airline, it's very, it's such a small, so you become a family and you start, so when you see that dissipate, you see that broken apart, it, it's it's very sad. You, you go through quite a morning, first you, you're dealing with the, the reality, now you've lost your, your job, and now you have, you've also lost your family, your aviation family. Yeah. Now it's a very difficult situation to go in. I'm very, very fortunate. I've gone into airline 
it felt like I joined another family. They were so welcoming. And it was like, oh, thank goodness. So I've got a job and I got my family back. Yeah. Um, a lot of other guys are not getting that as yet. They might not get it if they decide to go another path. So they've lost two very important loves in their life, you know, and it's it's very, very hard. Yeah, no, that's understandable. But um Jan, tell me, I just have one last question for you. Can you do a shout out for your favorite coffee shop or restaurant? There's a shout out from myself, Joan Jordan, to Malkbos Kitchen. Um, <laughs> love their restaurants and um, remember to book beforehand because it is that full and that really? unique and that special. <laughs> On the rocks, it's just a, it's a great place to go to. So it's in, in Malpostrand, I assume? Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's really oh, special. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pop in there when I come back. I'll come to South Africa again. Yeah, it's Me such too. a beautiful yeah, I'll take it. It's such a beautiful, Malpostrand is such a beautiful um, place, you know, and, and yeah. yeah. That's stunning. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, thank you so much for this and such a lovely, insightful um, interview. And uh, I wish you all the best for for the future also and um, that all your wishes come true. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. And thank you for this opportunity to share our story because not a lot of people understand what, what we're going through and what, mm -hmm. what the industry is, what a big knock it we've taken. So I appreciate this. Thank you so much. No, it's a pleasure. And I hope to see you in South Africa soon. That'd be lovely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That'd be okay, awesome. <laughs> Thank you. See you. Bye.